you can see that barely see the top of one car. The other car is filled all the way up to about the dashboard level. My understanding is there's a third car in there that you cannot see at all. People are just ripping through here like no ducks given. They are just like going. One storm down. Are we ready for the next one? It's February 1st. This is the L.A. Local, sponsored by the L.A. Car Guy family of dealerships. I'm Alex Silverman. The rain came heavy and hard, and depending on where you were, you might have really gotten hit. We'll talk a bit about whether we're really ready for the bigger storm coming early next week. The problem, of course, is we, we want to get our water, but we just don't want to get it all at once. But let's go around the horn, because we have reporters looking at the impact of the storm all over the place. First to Long Beach, where there were water rescues along the 710. Here's John Baird. Well, we're waiting here with the tow truck crew and the police officers where these cars, uh, these drivers tried to go under a railroad trestle here near the end of the Terminal Island Freeway. This is on Willow Street. I don't know how far it is, maybe a half a mile or so or a mile from uh, west of 710. Anyway, these cars got stuck and, and now they are completely submerged. You can see two of them. You can see that barely see the top of one car. The other car is filled all the way up to about the dashboard level. My understanding is there's a third car in there that you cannot see at all. That's how bad it's been in Long Beach. There's been so much flooding. These people got caught as they tried to drive through. And I was talking to somebody who was with the tow truck crew about it. Oh, yeah. what do you think of this? Oh, it's just, it's crazy. Um, you know, the water, I saw it in the beginning. It wasn't this high. It wasn't this high in the beginning. Up to Rancho Palos Verdes and my colleague Emily Valdez. I am standing here on Barkendale. And when I got here, probably just 20 minutes ago, they had they were out here with the, the bulldozers and they were sweeping and they got everything cleared out at this intersection. I can see they moved up above, uh, right on top of the hill there. They're still working up there. And then this is just a preview of things to come. Something else that I want to point out, when you see these roads that are wet, or especially I'm watching these workers, they had a sheriff's uh, patrol car out here and people were slowing down for them. But now that he's gone, People are just ripping through here like no ducks given. They are just like going and it's dangerous for the workers. I feel kind of bad for them because they're standing in mud, too. They could slip. Um, so please be careful out here. No ducks given. Got to love that. And finally, to Orange County, where there were plenty of flooding issues, including a shutdown of PCH. Homeowners there are wasting no time getting ready for the next one that's coming in this weekend, as we hear from Pete Damatrio. Yeah, what's your name, sir? Ray Hollenkamp. And, Ray, you are filling up a lot of sandbags. Well, I hope to get about 10 or 12. How much water was there around your home or in your garage? Well, it was a good 12 inches in the front and three inches of water standing in the garage. Is this something that has happened before? Oh, or? yes. Worse. Back in 84. So you've got some been there, done that. Yes, sir. Are you a little worried, though, about what may happen on Sunday with this um, major storm coming no, in? No, other than I know it's going to be possibly a little worse than now, and that's why I'm gearing up to put these sandbags in front of the garage door to divert the water from getting three inches into it again. You literally know, if you, know, if you can see the storm coming at you for five days, 
the day to do the sandbagging is today. <laughs> well, that's my choice. <laughs> a lot of fire stations have sand and sandbags uh, there for people who want to at least try and stop water from getting into their homes. But the advice is bring somebody with you to help fill and load those bags because they're going to be heavy and sometimes they just have loose sand there. And you got to bring your own shovel. Stay connected to the forecast. You know, a podcast can be a moment in time, but we can't give you the up-to-the-minute information. That's on 97.1 FM on your smart speaker by asking it to play KNX News, or uh, you can get the Odyssey app on your phone. Just search for KNX News, and you can get the the up-to-the-minute forecast right there. As we've been saying, next storm system comes in Sunday through the early part of next week. So the question is, can California handle these types of weather patterns Is it only going to get worse going forward? Peter Glick is a hydroclimatologist at the Pacific Institute in Oakland. Charles Feldman asked him about that. Definitely, by the way, one of the coolest job titles, hydroclimatologist. I love that. That's great. (laughs) Um, So uh, that's the question on the table. Uh, Can California handle the amount of rain that we've had, that we're expected to have, and the rainy season, as you know, is not over? Well, well, let me start by saying that we always like to get rain in the winter. That's when California refills its reservoirs and refills its soil. Uh, and we've had so far a pretty dry and warm winter. Uh, but the problem, of course, is we, we want to get our water, but we just don't want to get it all at once. And that's what these big atmospheric rivers that are hitting us now are doing. They're slamming us with potentially huge amounts of water that could be more than we're able to handle. Uh, we we need to change the way we handle our big storms coming off the Pacific. Now, of course, while they seem to be intensifying, and maybe they have in recent years, I mean, California, as you know, periodically has had really bad weather and has had issues with its infrastructure. Have we not learned anything from those past experiences? Well, that's right. We do we do get extreme events. There There's a long history of very bad flood events in California, and we've built a remarkable infrastructure that does a pretty good job at protecting us from floods. We have reservoirs that store a lot of water in the winter, so we can use it in the summer. We've built big levees along our rivers. We have uh, urban stormwater systems. So we do have systems in place to handle floods, but the new extreme events, the kinds of things we're seeing now that have been worsened and are going to be worsened by climate change are posing some new threats to us. And we have to really rethink, I would argue, redo some of those those flood protections. Ah, so now we get to the the political slash money problem, right? Uh, yeah. What do we need to do in your view? And, you know, at the end of the day, what's it going to cost? Well, there are a lot of things we need to do. And frankly, a lot of the costs, there are costs, but there are serious costs of not doing these things. Of course, serious costs to communities from suffering severe floods. So some of the things we need to do is, you know, we've built big levees along all our big rivers and that channelizes the water. It floods it causes these floods to shoot out to the ocean. If we were to set those levees back and let the rivers widen a little bit, that would help both reduce the severity of flooding, but interestingly enough, it would also help us recharge our groundwater. It would slow the water down, and we've a serious overdraft of groundwater problem in California. So that's one thing we need to do. We need to change the way we have flood insurance policies so that we're not rebuilding over and over again in the same places that are vulnerable to flooding and provide incentives for people to either reinforce their houses or shift, raise their houses or move out of floodplains. Uh, Those are some of the things we need to do, and they're costly, but you know what? They're less costly than not doing them. 
Our Senate candidate profile series continues with the one who stands out in the field because he's the only Republican, Steve Garvey. He's also the only non-politician by trade. Of course, became known to Californians as first baseman with the Dodgers and the Padres. Charles asked him about his policy priorities if he gets elected. He says bringing down crime rates is goal number one. I'm very tough on crime. That's one of my top couple of issues. Let's get back to catching the criminals and prosecuting them. How can you go into a, to a store and steal $950 and not get prosecuted? How can you sell drugs on the street and say, oh, well, that's just the culture? Stop it. Let's get back to things that work. Let's get back to why this state was the heartbeat, because there were crimes off the streets. Sure, there's recreational drugs, but we're targeting the people who are at the source of where it comes from. We have the full interview with Steve Garvey up on our website, uh, knxnews.com, after it airs at 6 p.m. on Thursday. Already have the interviews up with Barbara Lee and Adam Schiff. Katie Porter rounds it out on Friday. And that's the L.A. Local for this first day of February. It was sponsored by the L.A. Car Guy family of dealerships. Search the inventory, all 14 dealerships at lacarguy.com. And as we said, forecast 24-7 for the rain that is uh, coming over the weekend and into next week. 97.1 FM in L.A. Ask your smart speaker to play KNX News. Get the Odyssey app. Search for KNX and hit the follow button. You can also follow us on Apple Podcasts and write us a rating and review there if you would. We would love that. And we're back with another L.A. Local tomorrow to round out the week. I'm Alex Silver. See ya.